Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the Rami and Tim Show with your hosts, Rami McLaugh and the franchise, Tim Allen. It is that time. It's that time, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6. It's your new afternoon show on 1250 AM The Fan. Part of a pretty cool new lineup. The Bart Winkler pregame show, 5 AM. The Bart Winkler show, 6 AM. The big show, you know those guys, Sparky, Gary, Leroy. They're now 10 to 2 and statewide on the big show network. And then you get these jokers, Rami Makhlouf and Tim Allen from 2 to 6 weekdays. Hey, I didn't even think of this, Tim, and I wish I would have asked Ryan Wood about this. Uh, if you're just tuning in, there was breaking news last segment. Jared Valdir, signed from the uh, Indianapolis Colts, started the wild card game for them last week. By the Packers, he uh, will not be playing. He's going on the COVID-19 list. Uh, our buddy good old KS tweeted, not even at the show. I was just scrolling the timeline, and I follow KS because I love him. Um, I hope Rod- I hope Valdir wasn't around Rodgers or any of the other O-linemen. <laughs> was, he in the, was he in the building at all? I, w- I wish I would have asked Ryan Wood. Evan, could you yeah, tell Ryan Wood back. we don't even want to talk? We don't even want to talk to him. Just call him and ask him if Jared Baldier was in the building at all, because that's that's a consideration I didn't even make, and or, that or could call be, Clemens. So that ac- could be a problem. According to it, was either Pete Bukowski or Rob Domovsky. The Packers did all of their contact tracing, and they came back clean. No one okay, has to worry good. about it as of right now. So, in other words, yes, he was around them. <laughs> they, they they said that today he wasn't at practice, but everyone else was. So maybe he was there yesterday. But oh, due to their contact tracing, they said there's nothing to worry about now, which means until there's a positive Ooh, test in a day or two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cross your fingers, everybody. And your toes. Uh, cross. Yeah. Them, cross everything. Yeah, it's interesting. That's really Man, interesting. I really but still make that make that make that call for us, Evan. Will you? Well, it sounds like we know. It sounds like we know he was in the building. He was practicing with them. He wasn't at practice today, but he was at practice previous days earlier in the week, wasn't he? I just, I just want to confirm, just, just so we know, and just to, just to know the level of just concern. Just to stoke the fear. Yeah. Just well, to stoke no, the it's fear so- a little. If we can confirm <laughs> he was in the building, and we can tell people that yes, indeed, yeah. he was in the building, well, and it's not a problem for now, but it could be. You know, yeah, it's like it's like you know being on a flight, and they say, uh, "We're gonna uh, go through a little light uh, chop 
a little light turbulent. Then it gets to moderate. Now, this is the moderate <laughs> little bumps here and there. And then you get, you know, DEPCON 5. And it's like, uh, flight attendants, take your seats. Uh, we're we're going to uh, cut off all cocktail and, and food sales. Um, I would like to know the level of concern. That is huge, guys. It's huge. I, I'm not one to, to, as you said, Rami, stoke the fear, but this is legit <laughs> stuff. It's legit no, stuff. You wouldn't You're not going to know. We all know how this works. You're not going to know the next day right. whether no, it right. was, you, would, you know, contract. Even if they did all the contact tracing and everything else, I'm sure there's more, more testing to come to make sure that nobody was exposed. But right now, right now, to quote Adam Schefter and whoever else reported on this, it's it's not a problem now for the Green Bay Packers yeah. in terms of Jared Valdir having any uh, contact with anybody. But if you want to have Evan, if if you want to go ahead and call either Clemens or Ryan Wood and confirm that he was in the building, just so we can stoke. Yeah, are we are are we going to get Rami? Are we going to get uh, just a little couple of mentions before we get out of here about number one Brewers baseball, but number two? Oh, for sure, we're uh, definitely about, getting to Brewers baseball. About LeBron James being more of the man than I ever thought he was. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking later. about. I think I know what you're talking about with LeBron, and I I have a surprising story for you when we have that conversation. Okay. If you're going where I think you're going. But I think so. Speaking, speaking of potential problems for football teams, the Houston Texans could have one with their franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who tweeted out, Last month, well, yeah, last month after they they hired a GM and didn't really consult him on it and haven't consulted him on the head coaching hire, even though he specifically said he'd like Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs head coach, to get a look. Uh, he tweeted out some things never change after they made that hire without checking in with him. And Deshaun Watson's friend, mentor, and former Texans wide receiver, a legend in that organization himself, tweeted this out. Andre Johnson said, "If I'm Watson." I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in, for the organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. Three exclamation points. That's your all-time leading receiver in franchise history, telling your franchise quarterback, the best quarterback that's ever been a part of that organization, he should stand his ground and basically force his way out, Tim Allen. This isn't da- uh, David Carr down there. I mean, no. this, no. And, and so I, I will stay consistent on this. When you do have a franchise quarterback, which are so difficult to find in the NFL, we're seeing a lot of different football teams rifle through a lot of different quarterbacks. And, and it's, it's, we always uh, point to certain examples. Teddy Bridgewater has been involved in three different searches for a franchise quarterback. Clearly, he's not one because, you know, they tried him in, uh, in, in Minnesota. I, again, granted, the, the, the injury didn't help things out a little bit, and I, I think he's a little uh, better talent than what he's been showing. But certainly, I think we can all uh, define him not as a franchise quarterback, he threw what 15 TDs this year for Carolina. 15? I mean, that's down in that's down in Daniel uh, Jones and Sam Darnold territory. You, you can't have that. So they're very difficult to find. When you make wholesale changes, big time changes, I'm not saying talk about it through the media in a round table. I'm just saying talk to the guy, communicate with him. 
what are his thoughts? Just at least get his thoughts and get his, you know, get get his, um, you know, philosophies on on what the organization should do moving forward. And again, this strikes people as a little bit weird when you say, "Well, hey, uh, Heffelbanger, uh, can we have a talk? What what should we do? Should we put Rami and Tim in the afternoon?" And I'm not saying that, but get his opinion at least. But we're talking about much more. No offense, Evan. Then Evan Heffelfinger here. We're talking about your future. Offense taken. You, you have to, pretty much in the NFL. Can we agree that you have to have a special quarterback to win, uh, or at least have uh, a sustained competition to win a Super Bowl year in and year out? Don't you have it's, to have that franchise guy for the most part? A little bubble pop more, up here. There's and there. more than there's more than one way to to do it, Tim. But that's the easiest way to do it. Like I said yesterday. A franchise quarterback gives you nine, ten wins on his own, and then and then you build on that and, sure. and add three, four wins to that with the rest of the roster, and you got yourself a pretty damn good football. He he shouldn't be making the decision here necessarily. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But all I'm saying is consult with him, a team effort. It'll build additional chemistry. You want that dude happy. You <laughs> happy employees work harder for you. Don't you want Deshaun Watson happy? I'm not saying give him everything he demands or commands. All I'm saying is talk to the dude, and it appears they never did, Rami. Do you know who this Jack Easterby is that Andre no Johnson idea. referenced in that tweet? No. He's, he's their executive vice president of football operations, and there was a great article. I'm going to read you a little bit of it from, from Sports Illustrated talking about this guy's rise to power in the NFL and – like I said, really, really good article, in-depth, and it's an odd story, Tim. It's a weird route that this dude took to the position that he's at in the NFL, and they told Deshaun Watson because this guy has stirred things up in that organization and probably rubbed Watson the wrong way that he wouldn't be involved in the GM search. And then they went and consulted with this guy on the GM search anyways and didn't consult with Deshaun Watson. Here's a, just a little snapshot of, of this Jack Easterby dude. Um, Jack Easterby, hired as a franchise's executive vice president of team development in April 2019. A man who'd risen from low-level Jaguars intern to Patriots team chaplain to lauded character coach before making an unprecedented shift into football operations. Easterby, those Texans told each other, was Littlefinger, the nickname of Petter Baelish, a shadowy and cunning operative <laughs> who on TV espoused righteousness as a strategy on the television show Game of Thrones, but sought to consolidate power through chaos and isolation and the pulling of strings behind the scenes. People describe his tenure there already in less than a year as, chaos, as constant chaos and a sense that he doesn't fit for the roles that he's taken on. And there is a general atmosphere of mistrust inside hmm. the Texans building in the two years since his arrival. Well, then he's got some, he's got some valuable stock in terms of trade. Vikings, Detroit Lions, New York Jets, Jacksonville, the Giants, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, the Rams maybe, Miami Dolphins all of which, in my estimation, could use, maybe with the exception of Jacksonville, I suppose, because you know, you know who they're going to grab. But all of those teams, you can make the argument, could use a franchise quarterback. And Deshaun Watson's young. 
So you've got some trade stock there. If hey, Easterby, if you want to make some moves, or whoever's gonna you know call the shots down there, you want to make some moves. Go ahead, go for it. You might be uh, you might be uh, like a like a Babe Ruth type deal. You might you might not win it uh, for a long long time. You start trading away franchise quarterbacks that are really tough to find. Remember yesterday when I said if I if if I'm the Eagles and I'm sold that that Carson Wentz still has a future as a franchise quarterback, but he just can't get along with Doug Peterson, then I'm I'm keeping the franchise quarterback and showing Doug Peterson the door. If I'm choosing, if I'm if I'm the Texans, the brain trust, the powers that be in Houston, and I'm choosing between a generational talent at quarterback or a dude who went from low-level video guy with the Jaguars to team chaplain and character coach to somehow shifting into football operations, give me the generational talent at quarterback and not this weirdo, not this guy who's come in and caused nothing but chaos and mistrust since he walked in the building. And by the way, DeAndre Hopkins had not so great things to say about Jack Easterby on his way out the building. How many of your best players in the history of your franchise got to tell you this dude's a problem before you go, you know what? This dude might be a problem. It sounds uh, like Jack Easterby <laughs> is a bit of a problem. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, you trade him for David Johnson, who clearly has a shorter shelf life in the NFL moving than DeAndre Hopkins does uh, in the NFL. Also, you wonder through all of this what J.J. Watt is thinking about right now. Oh, he wants and out he, too. There were rumblings. Oh, of that. absolutely. And he was questioning. Uh, I, I just paraphrasing. Just maybe questioning a little bit of effort uh, uh, down the stretch here with the Houston Texans. So it's messy, and you wonder why some of these things are even even brought up. You, you've maybe I give the intelligence of front offices in the NFL too much credit, and then when I slam them, I'm like, I shouldn't do that. They're there for a reason. So I'm a little torn on this. I mean, I'm not. If I'm a Texans fan, I want Jack Easterby shown the door immediately. I want his stuff in a box and him taking that box out of the facilities today. And Deshaun Watson made happy somehow, some way. Go do whatever you got to do. If I'm a Texans fan, that's how I feel. You, I don't understand. I haven't under. I read this Jack Easterby story in Sports Illustrated a while back, and it didn't make sense to me now, and it makes less sense every day and every time another Texans legend comes out and tells you what a mess this organization has been since this guy got there. But he's he's got somebody fooled in Houston ownership, I guess. I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. I hope Deshaun Watson finds his way out of there because. It's a complete mess in Houston right now. We'll hit a quick break. You want to talk about why uh, you want to be LeBron James when you grow up right after this, Tim? I, I do. I, I just love this story. Maybe I'm not catching the whole story, but what I know of this story, oh, baby, that, that's LeBron. We'll hit a quick break. Why Tim wants to be LeBron when he grows up right after this. It's Tim and Rami on 1250 AM, The Fan and the Radio.com app. Tim, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, your new afternoon afternoon show here. Don't want to miss your new favorite show, Rami and Tim? Well, all you got to do is go and download that radio.com app, favorite 12.50 a.m. The Fan, and listen to us anytime, 
anywhere. Us along with the Wendy's Big Show, the Bart Winkler Show, the Bart Winkler Pre-Game Show. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur in just one second. But uh, Timmy was uh, catching some NBA action last night, and <laughs> LeBron did something that uh, caught Timmy's attention. Uh, it, it did, and and apparently he, uh, he gets the ball, and there's a bet made. Now, now, this is really super cool, and I love these stories. Oh, there's a story behind it? I didn't know there was a story behind it. Well, I no, only no, saw no, the but, but, it, but, but it's a bet made during a play, <laughs> okay? Shut up. And it, and it was uh, Dennis Schroeder saying, got a C-note on this, <laughs> okay, while LeBron has got the ball in his hands. LeBron shoots a three. While the ball's in the air, turns to Schroeder and says, "Bet, <laughs> okay." He, he didn't even he didn't even watch the ball go through the hoop. He cans it, and and his response was, uh, "Hey, look, I you know from a man to man, a bet's not a bet until you look someone in the eye." So he shoots the three, turns around, and confirms the bet while the ball's in the air. Okay, that I didn't I didn't know amazing. that there was I didn't know that there was a bet. I didn't know that there was a wager put down before he did that yes yeah let's hear that evan my teammate uh you know hit me with a bet on the sideline and i was uh i took the bet while i was still shooting the ball so you know <laughs> a, a bet isn't efficient to you look a man in the eye so i had to look him in the eye and um i was able to win them okay gonna need okay. a couple follow-ups on this one uh who was the teammate uh dennis the minutes Okay, and so was was the bet just like, can you turn around and look at me, or can you do it no look, or what What were his words that you heard? Uh, he said, bet you won't make it. And uh, in order to make a bet uh, official, you either got to have a handshake or you got to look a man in the eye. So he said, bet it. And uh, I turned around, looked him in the eye, and I said, bet it. <laughs> he's a badass. LeBron James. No, James. no doubt. <laughs> That's a badass dude right there. That that that's impressive, man. First, I mean that that's the one thing that stands out to me. The other thing that stands out to me is that's how out of hand and ridiculous that game had gotten at that point. That dudes were just calling out bets on the court and putting up right. shots to win said bets. That's how bad James Harden and the Rockets were last night before he decided to go and tell everybody at a podium that they're just not good enough and force his way out and today was traded to Brooklyn if you're just getting off work and getting in your car. James Harden is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets, part of a very long and convoluted trade, all of which is on Adrian Wojnarowski's timeline and I'm not going to try to explain to you. But, Tim, what would you say? Now, there wasn't a bet on the line. And I don't, I don't you know, claim myself to be any sort of athlete whatsoever. I just want to get that out of the way right off the bat for anybody who's new to me on this station. Would you believe me if I told you that one time I did the same thing that LeBron James, threw up a three-pointer, turned around before it splashed through the net, and high-fived my buddy on the sideline? <laughs> no, I, I would buy that from you. Oh, for sure. I, would. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know what got into me. <clears throat> But me and my boys were playing a pickup game. I was like 15, 16 years old. And Tim, I've never, to that day, I had never been this good at basketball. And since this day, I've never been good at basketball. But there was something, there was something going on that day, Timmy, where I was just, everything that I put up, everything that came off my fingers, I knew was splashing through the net. And I literally launched a three from the corner, 
turned around. My buddy was standing there waiting for the next game, waiting to get the winner. And I put up, it's, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. It's, it's it is hands down the coolest thing that I've ever done to this day in my life, 25, 26 years later, however long it's been since I did that. That's the coolest I've ever felt in my life, to throw up a three-pointer, turn around, and high-five my friend before it splashed through. I don't do things like that very often. I don't have a lot of those moments. And there will be some, you know, fans and and the the public that that ha, you know have an issue with this a little bit, and you know they shouldn't be gambling or they shouldn't be doing oh, this. Shut up. You know, this is just fun factor. This would be like you betting a betting a buck in the office, uh, you know, or in the shipping and receiving department. I'll bet you a buck the Packers win this weekend. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, and and, and it's not like you're running a a racket here you're not louis the bookmaker at all you're just having some fun here and what's a hundred bucks to these guys uh in theory it's it's sort of like you know the scraps that maybe evan has in his wallet you know a buck or two that's that's their deal are you implying i don't have any money tim (laughs) i'm referring to you with not having a dime on you right now i mean look at the look look at the uh Utah Jazz. I mean, they're carrying around twenty grand. You just shave off one hundred bucks for a little three-point shot bet. It's okay, but it's just that's how good this dude is. That's how confident he is, and that's how much fun he has playing the game that he plays. That was pretty cool. And like I said, the fact that there was a bet on the line—that's that's that's that ice in the veins thing that I was talking yeah. about before. That's the Bucks need in a dude zone. like that. Giannis is great. The Bucks need a dude like that. We got to hit a quick break. On the other side, we got to hear from Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach. You're listening to Rami and Tim. We're on 1250 AM, the fan, a radio.com station. Rami and Tim, 1250 AM, the fan, your new afternoon show, weekdays 2 to 6. Or anytime you want on the Radio.com app. This segment brought to you by Uptown Motors. Uptown begins with you. Stop by their Ford and Lincoln dealership on Mayfair Road. The official auto dealership of Leroy Butler. Go to UptownMotors.net. Time now to hear from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur ahead of Saturday's division card division round matchup with the Rams. Yeah, division round matchup with the Rams. Matt LaFleur. Easier said than done when you're trying to win blocks against Aaron Donald. Tim, I... That dude is, like, scary. Like, he, people shouldn't be that big and that fast and that agile. Like, he, he he's the type of guy, if I, if I had to block him on a Sunday, I'd have nightmares for six straight days knowing Aaron Donald was coming down the pike. I remember Gary telling a story about, they were Gary Ellerson of the Wendy's Big Show, statewide now from 10 to 2, about when um, he was, they were going against the Giants, and in the first film study of the week, Gary was worried that he was going to have to help protect and, and, and chip or pick up Lawrence Taylor. And the coach told him, Gary, you don't have to worry about LT this week. We're going to slide the line over that way. And Gary said, I wasn't going to block that joker anyways. Like, they're just some dudes who, who just give you, like, everybody in the NFL is scary. But guys like Aaron Donald, like, he's scary, scary, man. It's it's just not right the way that he moves at the size that well, he is. It doesn't make sense. No, and you're going to have to game plan against him a little bit. You, you just are. But, but there are other weapons on the other side, Brockers, and obviously Leonard uh, Floyd with 
what, eight and a half sacks this year. And, and so he stepped up his game and just collectively that, that front seven, people talk about the shutdown pass defense, but the front seven pretty damn good as well, Rami. Hey, uh, we, we told you earlier, Jared Baldier will not be available for the Packers on Sunday after being signed from the Colts, placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And then uh, we had concerns about, did he have contact? Was he close with Aaron Rodgers or anyone else in the building? I have some news on that, Tim Allen, and I'll bring that to you next on Rami and Tim, 1250 AM, The Fan, the Sports Station. Rami and Tim, Rami and the franchise, call it whatever you want to call it. We're on 1250 AM, The Fan, your new afternoon show. Some breaking news this afternoon. First, James Harden traded to the Nets, four-team deal, eight different draft picks going different ways. Victor Oladipo is now a Rocket, and James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net. And then uh, we also had the breaking news of Jared Valdir testing positive for COVID-19, the uh, offensive lineman who the Packers signed after he started the wild card game for the Colts, he spent the entire uh, regular season on their practice squad. That's why he was eligible to be signed, and the league uh, loosened some of their roster restrictions. So that cleared the way for Jared Valdir to come to Green Bay, but COVID-19 had other lists, and he was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, Tim Allen. We were concerned about his contacts, who he was yes. close to within the building, and if anybody else maybe ending up on that list for the Packers, according to Rob Domofsky and Field Yates of ESPN. The good news for the top-seeded Packers as they prepare for Saturday's NFC Divisional Round playoff game against the Rams is that standard contract, contact tracing investigation did not deem any other players as close contacts, a source told ESPN. Now okay, the next but... step is to wait out each day of daily COVID tests before the Packers playoff opener to make sure there are no more positive tests. Right. Okay. But, but, but he was practicing or at least in he the was... facility and meetings and all that. They say he, um, let's see here. He was signed off the Colts practice squad on Monday. He practiced with the team on Tuesday. Yeah, he did wow. not practice Wednesday. So he was there for one day. He had been in the testing program with the Colts which is why he was able to join the Packers on the field immediately. But something something went wrong somewhere between there and here, obviously, because uh, he's now on the reserve list. I really, I really, I don't, Tim, I don't want COVID to mess with these playoffs. Man. I mean, it already has. The Browns didn't have their head coach, and that would have been a crappy way for that team to go out had they lost, especially after the history and the pain that Browns fans have felt. But, I just want to get through this postseason without any major players that change like the whole landscape of a game being held out and not not affect the the the, the postseason and let's get like a real Super Bowl championship crowned and and no asterisks when when this thing is all said and done. Yeah, I'm surprised, Rami, that they haven't discussed once you get to the conference title games. Or maybe they will. As of right now, there still is the two-week gap after the uh, NFC-AFC title games uh, to get to the Super Bowl. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that the conversation didn't come up to bubble up at least the two teams after that and possibly maybe heading into the, the conference title weekend. I mean, Yeah, they talked about it, and Roger Goodell said, yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to do that. 
Well, they've been doing a nice job. And who would have thought that, you know, 17 weeks of, of football and then an 18th week with uh, six additional games. And, you know, they're, they're right on schedule. I, I'm shocked by that. I, I really am. I just, you know, thought that heading into this season that there would be, you know, a week off here, an intermission here. Everybody gets a, gets a bye week at the same time to kind of, I mean, you know, settle things down. It, they didn't. They didn't have any hiccups in the schedule or anything like you're talking about because they just didn't give a damn. They were like, well, we don't care if the Denver Broncos don't have a quarterback that they can start on their roster. They're going to go out and play. We don't care if you're going to play on a Tuesday or a Wednesday like we or a Friday like we've never seen in the history of this league. Get out there and play. Like if they if they handled it in in a more um in a more fair way like to not let this thing affect the the playing field or the competitive the competitive landscape in particular games. I don't think they get through a 17 game schedule, Tim, but Roger Goodell and the owners just said to hell with it. We're not losing any TV money. These games are going to get played one way or another. And I think green Bay right away uh, said, and Aaron was uh, pretty vocal and, you know, it's, it's respect to your teammates and, and thank goodness, you know, through all of this with regards to the NFL, no one died from this right just in in terms of the nfl that would have been a different story rami i think there would have been changes uh, had that happened and certainly if it does we got through this whole show without anybody dying either i mean you never know when this thing is going to crash and burn tim allen our thanks <laughs> to ryan right. wood for joining us if you missed that or anything on this show go to the radio.com app or 1250amthefan.com hey by the way i keep forgetting to mention this we're under the brewers coverage tab on the radio.com app and 1250amthefan.com they're still creating the big bad rami and tim page it'll be up before you know but if you're looking for us later it's under brewers coverage for tim allen i'm rami makloff saying thanks for listening to rami and the franchise and we'll talk to you again tomorrow starting at two We're done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.